Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Hello and welcome back. Um, This is the part two of changing your diet, and this is the um, part of detoxing and fasting. Um, like I said last week, I did the first part of um, changing your diet and sticking to the Levitical laws, and I was concentrating on the children of Israel and whoever else wanted to change their diet, you know, discussing the benefits of um, changing your diet, especially during this time of HMOs and all this genetically whatever else food. So this is the second part of changing your diet and I'm going to start. Um, the title of this is, uh, like I said, it falls under the umbrella of changing your diet, but this is detoxing and fasting. So as we already discussed in my last lecture on uh, changing your diet, the dietary laws of the scriptures, which is the laws in Leviticus and Deuteronomy. Now, I already discussed that the children of Israel were given specific laws and if they followed them, um, then they would live long and be beautiful. This is what it says in the scripture. They'll be comely, which means beautiful. They'll live long um, and they'll look young. You know, their, their countenance, that's what they call it in the scriptures, but their body, their um, temple would be um, fit physically, okay? Um, and they will have a good quality of life. Also, if anyone who is not for the children of Israel and wants to, you know, try the dietary laws, they will also prosper because they're still in the laws, statutes, precepts, and commands of the Most High. It doesn't matter who's in the laws of statutes, process, laws, statutes, uh, precepts, and commands of the Most High, you're going to benefit because the Most High said that um, he gives everyone his blessings gracefully. So if you're going to follow those laws, you're going to get exactly what everybody else gets, you know, and that's beneficial to you. Um, but the concentration is on uh, the children. You already know, because the Old Testament is for the children of Israel, but whoever wants to follow is fine. Okay. I also discussed that detoxing and fasting was an intricate part of, a live, of living a healthy and balanced life. So now I'll discuss the fast the fasting and the detoxing. I want to define the words detox and fast as it concerns the body, okay? Um, when I mean fast, for those people who 
um, never fasted before, for those people who never heard of it, for those people who's open to trying something new, for those people who want to change their lifestyle and their lives, you can start small in regards to fasting and you could just do intermittent fasting. And I'm going to explain that in a minute. So let me just move on to the detox. Now, I am um, going to define both. And they're from the Oxford Dictionary, okay? Um, and it says detox, and it's a noun. A process or period of time in which one abstains or rids the body of toxic, unhealthy substances, okay? Uh, that was a noun. And then the verb is abstain from or rid the body of toxic or unhealthy substances. So it's actually the same thing, detoxification. All right. Now the word fast in regards to fasting in the body, because there's several um, definitions of fast. Remember, a lot of times it's, it's several definitions of a word. So you got, that's why you have to be uh, really mindful of the words that you use and in the context that you use it in. Okay, um, fast is a verb and it says, and it's the present uh, participle. Ugh, I get tongue tied. Okay, um, fast is abstaining from all or some kinds of food or drink, especially as a religious observance. Now, you know, we're not religious, but according to the scriptures, you know, we are. We are faithful. We are um, spiritual because we're spirits. We are faithful to the most high and we will follow the laws within the scriptures. Okay. And something similar um, to the fasting is abstaining from food, refraining from eating, denying oneself food, go without food, go hungry, eat nothing, starve oneself, go on hunger strike. Now, <laughs> nobody's going that far. But this is what it says in the def definition. Now it's it's. Um, I'm glad they said uh, deny oneself because that's what it's about denying yourself. Because what does the devil do? The devil wants you to gorge yourself, meaning have all these desires and letting your stomach lead your life, and that's not how it's supposed to be. Your spirit is supposed to lead your life, not your stomach, not your flesh, none of that. Okay, you're supposed to be connected with the most high. And how do you connect with the most high? By your soul. The soul allowing the spirit, the ruach, to come into it and connect with you. That's what it's supposed to be. You're not supposed to be led by nothing else. And this is a part of the devil's tactics by um, throwing little ideas and stuff in your head that you think is nothing, but it really is something. I already told you the devil fools you in little ways. Because if he showed himself to you in his true form and did what he was doing just straight off, you would run for the hills. So he does little things and sets little um, stages for you to fall into it and, and make something really big. Like um, leading with your stomach. Like watching TV and watching food porn because every time a cheeseburger or something is on the TV, 
what they do is put it all the way up to the TV and watch it um, and make it juicy and look at the lettuce and all of that. That's food porn. So what they do, they get for people um, advertising and doing stuff. And you got to be really mindful because at certain times of the day, certain things play on TV. Now, people get paid millions and trillions of dollars to do these things on purpose to influence you and brainwash you without you even knowing it. At certain times of the day, probably, and I don't want to sway off topic, but at certain times of the day, probably between 10 o'clock and 3, it's a lot of children's programs, it's a lot of children's candy for those people who's home and they may be sick or they had some kind of work-related injury or whatever it is that makes them be home, there will be something about that. It's always something that tempts you on TV. And like I said, the food on the weekends, it's more food commercials. Um, in the evenings, it's more food commercials. It's all of that. Whereas it's not so much during the day because everybody's working. This is how the world works. When I say the devil fools the world, in media, in everything, I'm not joking. So like I said, back to the fasting. And the point was that they show food. So those people who are led by their stomachs, their life is led by their stomach, okay? So they can see a cheeseburger and all this, and then they'll crave the cheeseburger. Either they're going in there if they have the stuff for the cheeseburger, or they're going out to a fast food restaurant and eating Franken food. So that's what I mean. So the best thing is to deny oneself. And in biblical days, that's what people did because there was um, bouts of famine. And when I mean bouts, I mean times of famine, okay? Now today, uh, people will tell you in scientific communities, oh, if you don't eat, when you stop eating, your body's gonna pack on all these pounds and it's gonna think it's a famine. That's not necessarily so. If you train your body to do whatever it needs to do, it's gonna do whatever it needs to do. I'm not saying it's not gonna pack on pounds, but what are you eating? How are you eating it? What times are the days? The most high made you perfect and let the most high be the truth and every man be a liar. How is somebody who's human, who got a time limit like you, gonna tell you that what the most high is saying is not right, what they saying is right? Think about that. Now, let me move forward. Okay, there's another thing that I um, pulled up and this talks about fasting and I just wanna read it. Fasting. Fasting is a willful refrainment from eating and sometimes drinking from a purely psychological context. Fasting may be referred to, a, to the metabolic status of a person who has not eaten overnight. See breakfast. So actually breakfast means a break from eating and a fast. That's what it means. or to the metabolic state achieved after complete digestion, digestion and absorption of a meal. Several metabolic adjustments occur during fasting. Some diagnostic tests are used to determine a fasting state. For example, a person is assumed to be fasting once eight to 12 hours have elapsed since the last meal. Metabolic changes 
in the fasting state begin after absorption of a meal, typically three to five hours after eating. Now, what does that mean? In regular terms, it means when you're eating, you know how you get that, um, you know, some people call it itis. Well, your body is working and what it does is slowing stuff down so that it can absorb whatever it is in your body and it makes that food turn into energy and whatever it needs to uh, whatever nutrients that's in that foods. That's why I say you have to eat nutrient dense foods and not Franken foods because they're not nutritious. What your body does, food is energy. It's like a car. You're giving the um, car oil change and you're putting gas in it. Then it can take you wherever it wants to, wherever you want to go. And then um, it can be healthy because it has that oil. If there's no oil in the car and you're driving that car, the car will blow up. That's number one. It will catch on fire. And number two, if there's no gas in the car, you ain't going nowhere. It's the same thing with food. If you keep feeding yourself these Franken foods, there's no nutrition in it. You're going to get fat because your body don't know what to do with this. You're going to get high blood pressure, diabetes, and whatever else comes with it. And you're going to be um, malnutrition. You're going to go into malnutrition. All foods does not give you nutrition. There's a lot of foods that don't have nutritional value. And that's the cheap foods. Okay. So like I said, some people have to be a little more strategic in what they buy for themselves and their families if they want to be um, healthier and have a healthier lifestyle and live longer. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't see um, a lot of commercials that talk about food that peel the banana and let you see how wonderful the banana looks and the strawberries and how much dew is coming off the strawberries and the oranges and all that. No, you don't see none of that. You see all these Franken foods and all this meat. And this is what I mean about the Eurocentric diet. They're not thinking about you eating um, nutritiously. They want more money and they want you to eat whatever. And then they start complaining that United States, and I'm only talking about the United States right now, that the United people in the United States is overweight. Why? Who's contributing to the weight issues? Let me remind you, watching the TV and watching the cheeseburgers and this and that and all of that. Now I'm going to say something else. A lot of people say it's not that, um, you know, there was um, probably a decade ago or so, there was an issue with smoking. And there's a lot of money um, that was poured into um, advertising for smoking. I mean, in every way possible, children, everybody, camels, animals, animals, everybody smoking for years and years and years. And these large tobacco companies will say, oh, there's nothing wrong with it. Then they found out it's a direct correlation to cancers in the body. And they still was using every tactic. And I mean, it got so bad that when you buy a pack of cigarettes, there's a little coupon that comes in there. You could buy stuff with the coupon. And I mean, furniture, uh, um, back then, low technology, because this is high tech now, but you know, little transistor radios and all of that stuff. You could buy all kinds of stuff. As many packs as you bought, there were, used to be a little coupon, and you know I'm dating myself, but a little coupon in there and you would take that coupon and it, it was actually a coupon book and you could buy stuff from the coupon book. Now, I'm not as old as that, that when it first came out, but towards the end when it was um, stopping, yeah, 
So I would say, um, like my grandfather used to be a, a smoker. He has so many coupons. And when I say thousands of coupons, if they were still in business and you could use those coupons, I could have got like a furniture set or whatever. That's how much it was. Now, when they found out that people was um, getting sick, now there's the class action suits and all this other stuff. And then the first thing people say, because there's a little warning on the side, but remember the devil is very cunning. So they would say, this is what the tobacco companies would say. Well, there's, a, um, there's something on the side that says don't smoke. So it's not our fault. But actually, it is your fault because of the advertisement. And I mean, it was everywhere. Billboards, TV, commercials, movie commercials, all kinds of stuff. It was cool and wonderful to smoke and kill your lungs. That's how it was. So um, even though the tobacco companies is not as bad as it was relentless before, they still use different tactics to uh, reel you in and make you smoke. And it's the same thing with food or anything else. So what does this mean um, in the grand scheme of things? If you strip away all of the items that they're, um, that they're showing you in advertisements, what does it mean? Gluttony, that's what it is, it's a sin. And there's no such thing as seven deadly sins. There's no such thing as not scriptural at all. Now, it might be religious, but there's nowhere in the scriptures that there's seven deadly sins. That's made up by the Catholic Church. There's nowhere in the scriptures, and trust me when I tell you, you can search the scriptures yourself. There's nowhere in the scriptures that says seven deadly sins. As a matter of fact, I'm going to read to you what they try to equate the seven deadly sins as. I'm going to read it, even though it don't got nothing to do with it. I'm going to read it because I'm tired of people saying, oh, it's the sadly, seven deadly sin. This is just another ploy of the devil. Um, religious people making stuff up and trying to act like it comes from the, um, the scriptures, and it doesn't. Now, if you notice, a lot of Catholics say, oh, that's one of the sins, gluttony. Where is that? Where is the scriptural? Nowhere. But being gluttonous, letting your stomach lead you, Meaning the desires of the flesh, that's what it really means. You know, they'll say, oh, you let your, your mind lead you into fleshly things, or you let your stomach lead you into things to eat. These are distractions from the devil. Okay. So like I said, there's no seven deadly sins, but being gluttonous and being, having a desire for food is actually idolatrous. Okay. And that's a part of the law, not to be. Everything is supposed to be the most high. And we gonna read, I'm going to read that scripture. So just hold on. Okay. As you heard, fasting is not new and neither is detoxing. And as they are both beneficial to your health, you need to be able to be mindful and know that this is an option that you can always choose and turn away from these things that... Um, uh, distract you because a lot of a lot of programming that's why they call it tv programming there's a lot of programming that you are not um focusing to be aware of because you are distracted by everything else these tv programs are just something that you believe is not distraction distracting you but it actually is it um it creates a picture in your mind and it also um uh 
puts um, messages in your head. It does, okay? Unconsciously. So, um, as I mentioned in the previous lecture, the first one, fasting and detoxing from food is, a natu is as natural as breathing for the children of Israel. It is written in their history book, the Old Testament. This wasn't even a thought for the forefathers because back then there was no grocery stores, no farmer's markets, no bodegas to buy anything. Everyone grew their own food and they reared their own cattle. Now that's part of what I said last week, but understand that that's how important it is. I had to reiterate it. Now what happens when we detox our bodies? Now, there's some things that I picked up online and I'm going to put them into this lesson. So if you go on um, Spotify and you know you scroll down to the little uh, vignette that I put in, there's gonna be some, um, some links that you could probably co um, copy down or probably clip onto it and it'll take you to another link to the, um, the um, document that I got it from. Okay. And this says, this is from the mind, body, spirit, um, um, online, uh, information page. And it says this, according to what comes out of your body, when you detox a document written online by using vegetables and, um, fruit that doesn't have so much, um, dense, um, starches, um, we are able to cleanse. And this is what the Most High says, that you're using, you're using fish, uh, fruits and vegetables as meat. That's what he calls meat, okay? Uh, but why? And it's stated that whether they are juiced or eaten, these foods are great at getting rid of mucus. And this is what happens when a body is not in balance. And I don't want to go into... Uh, nutrition and all of that. Um, although that is not 100% uh, my area of expertise, I do have, um, I have a um, education in it. I have an education in uh, nutrition. Do I have a degree in nutrition? No, I have a certificate in nutrition. So I, I'm able to give you information and tips, but I do not have a degree in nutrition. But my uh, degree is in mental health and the mind and the body go hand in hand. So it would benefit me to have that nutrition piece in order for me to treat somebody physically and um, mentally. So um, I'll give you that little piece of, about me. Um, okay, uh, mucus is no good for your body. Okay, if there's a lot of mucus, that means something's not moving in the body. And that's no good at all. I want to say too, we as human beings, because we live in the United States and we eat the way we do, it's always good and it's a good idea to see a, um, a um, nutritionist and get some information. Even if your insurance doesn't permit you can, to continue to see one, if you can um, just have a consultation with one and they can give you documentation to stick to a plan. I'm not talking about a diet because you don't have to be on a diet, but if you could stick to a plan and stick to the um, 
the uh, I'm not gonna say diet because that's really a not the best word. People don't like that word, but it's not the best word to use. If you can stick to a um, a health food plan, and that's that means fruits and vegetables. That you know you can have meat, but certain meats and certain amounts. So if you can stick to that plan, you are guaranteed to lose weight. You are guaranteed to be healthier. You are guaranteed to feel better. And um, the body, when you feed the body something, because like I said, the mind and the body go hand in hand. You already know, like the soul and the, the uh, flesh. The mind and the body go hand in hand. There's certain things that malnutrition causes that present itself to be a pathology. And that's real. There can be things that you're eating that can present itself as mental health, okay? And that's real. So like I said, um, during pretty much any detox, mucus is uh, the main toxin eliminated. And you don't need to have mucus built up in your body because that means your body's not balanced. Um, acids, pus, and fecal matter are also cleansed. When you go into a cleanse, Okay, and that's detoxing, all right? Mucus is formed because of the wrong food types we eat. It is a stagnant waste that obstructs the body, especially the stomach and colon are filled with hardened mucus in the average person. Mucus is the perfect breeding ground for pathogens like yeast, bacteria, fungi, and other parasites. And I would say, uh, well, I'm not going to say I would say, but um, a lot of um, nutritionists and medical providers will say the average person has parasites. That's the average person. That's not every person. Okay. And parasites live in a, um, they can live in toxic environments. And when I mean about the body being balanced on one side is a base and on the other side, now I'm talking science. Okay. One side is a base. And the other side is the acid. And in the middle is the balance. If your body's too acidic, that's when all the parasites and all of that stuff live in it and all the mucus. The, um, those things can't live in a base body. They can't live in a base body. And they don't live in a balanced body. Okay, so if you got all these diseases, your body is very acidic. It's, uh, your pH is off. Okay, yeast infections, everything. So, and, and I'm just going to say this, men could get yeast and fungal infections too. Uh-huh. Yes, they can. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. And yeast feeds on sugar, which is an acid. Turns into acid. Remember, food turns into energy. And your body does it and praise Yah. Yah's perfect. He takes food and, and, and uh, synthesizes it in the body for it to be energy. That, who could do that? only the most high, but anyway. Okay, so as you can see, detoxing, even if once a month or so, can be beneficial to the body in expelling any and all toxins from the body. Just make sure that you choose a safe and thorough cleanse to do the trick, okay? By doing research on which is best for you, along with consulting with your doctor, you can be well on your way to becoming a bit healthier than you currently are, okay? 
Now, um, it is just as important to detox from things um, as it is to uh, by not putting food, certain foods in your body and detoxing in your body. Now, what do I mean by that? Keep, hold on. As we know and acknowledge that the world is toxic and many of the items that we use frequently, daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, etc., are toxic, um, as is the water, the air, the food in the world around us, Okay using dyes and i mean dyes for your hair dyes for anything on your clothing sometimes talc talcum powder that has arsenic in it um recently there was a lawsuit with johnson and johnson for the talcum powder because a lot of women was using it and men too but since women have a cavity open, they use it in their underwear and whatever else and what happened was they was getting cancer why? Because there's asbestos in talcum powder. So you shouldn't be using it. What you can use is something natural, like, um, oh gosh. Um, oh, I can't remember it off the top of my head, but um, there's two things that you can use. And it's natural. You can even eat the two things that I can't remember off the top of my head, but you can't eat talc. Like I said, it has asbestos in it. Okay, even though it's naturally occurring in the earth, it should not be put on your body. There's also talcum powders in makeup. People don't know that. So when people are getting cancers in their organs and all of this other stuff, okay, let me stop. Arrowroot powder is one. And um, there's another one that you could use. But um, when people get in cancers and all of that stuff, they don't even know where it's coming from. It could be the makeup that you're wearing. You already know the water, the air, and all of that stuff is toxic simply because the heathens is trotting down the earth. I already said this in my other lessons. If you want to hear that, go to How the Devil Fools the World. There's three parts to the first part of the lesson. Go to that. Everything, everything is relevant. When I say everything is relevant, everything is relevant. That's why you hear me say a lot of the same things in different lessons. Like I said, in addition to all the rest of the things that um, are used that we don't know and we don't do a lot of research on, um, they're causing cancers. They're causing um, various issues in the body because they're not natural. Now, in regards to talc, talcum powder, like I said, that has um, asbestos in it, <clears throat> You can use an alternative would be um, cornstarch or arrowroot. They do the same thing. Just as um, soft, just as absorbent, but they're natural. You can even eat arrowroot and cornstarch. You can eat it. So you know it's good for you. Okay. And, and it won't cause cancer. Now, um, like I said, using dyes, touts, and things like nail polish because it has formaldehyde. I mean, there are so many things that we use every day that we don't give a second thought. For those women who get their nails done, and even men, metrosexuals, the, um, they go into the nail salon and there's a really bad smell there. And most of the people who's doing your nails, they have a face covering. Now they've been wearing a face covering before um, C-19. Why are they doing that? To protect themselves from cancer causing agents, but you're sitting there in the nail salon 
sometimes for an hour or so, breathing in that toxic air. It's like breathing in cigarette smoke. People don't give it a second thought. And women get their nails done all the time. And I notice them. I notice that I don't get my nails done, but I noticed that. It's not that I didn't used to get my nails done. When I was in my 20s and all that, I used to get my nails done every two weeks. Not anymore, honey. There's a very, there's a lot of adverse effects. And I understand nails are pretty and all that other stuff. But honey, you know that saying, beauty is pain. Beauty will cause you cancer. Okay, and that's a pain that's very expensive. Okay, something that the pharmaceutical company would love to experiment on you on if you have um, insurance. But the unfortunate thing is the average person doesn't have good enough insurance or any insurance. So you will want to be as healthy as you could be so that you don't have to go to the doctor. This is the point of the lesson. Okay, various body washes also have adverse, um, they can cause adverse reactions because they have things in it that it shouldn't be. That how it shouldn't be. Um, this, if you could, if you're buying some and the word on the, because uh, nine times out of 10, people don't look at ingredients, but if you look in, if you happen to be one of those people who look at the ingredients and then you're more um, apt to be um, socially conscious and um, health conscious, if you see a word that got more than 10 and 15 letters in it, if you don't know what it is, don't use it. It shouldn't have, it shouldn't have rows and rows of what's in it. It shouldn't. That's number one. And number two, it shouldn't have words that got 20 and 50 letters in it. It shouldn't. Okay. If you're putting it on your body or in your body, it should not have all of that. I don't care how popular the company is. Nine times out of 10, that company is killing you and they making money off you. Why they kill you? Uh-huh. Now, let me, let me discuss um, today's time versus, versus yesteryear in biblical times. They didn't have all of that. A potato was a potato. Okay. Didn't have this, that, this, uh, the animals that the children of Israel raised they knew exactly how they was treating them. They wasn't feeding them other animals. They wasn't feeding them um, GMO things. They wasn't feeding them blood meal and blood and bones from other animals. They wasn't doing none of that. They wasn't giving them hormones and shooting them up to make them look like bodybuilders, these animals. And guess what? Um, we're eating them as human beings and things are happening to us. Females, young females, 9, 10, 8, 7, that shouldn't be getting menses and shouldn't have big breasts like a grown woman is doing all that. Why? Because of the hormones and all of the um, stuff that they shoot up in meat. And like I said, we are living in a Eurocentric society and they concentrate on meat. That's their history. That's their history. Do some homework on the European um, diet in the history of the Europeans. Just do it and you'll see, okay? We already been through the history of Yasharel. If you really want to know, go to the book of Leviticus and go to um, um, uh, Deuteronomy. And I'll do one better. Go on my platform library and go to those lessons and see what the dietary laws are, okay? As I stated before, 
a child of Israel or a melanated person, because the child of Israel is melanated, but um, everybody who's melanated is not a child of Israel. That's why I'm saying two different things. You cannot live and thrive off of a Eurocentric diet. You can't. That's why you the sickest and the most high said it too. I'm going to go into it. Okay. Body washes, various deodorants, and different aerosols make you sick because they have all kinds of stuff in it that shouldn't be there and bombing fluid and all that. I mean, they throw everything in there and then put a little perfume on it. Yes. Okay. Injections. I ain't even going to go deep into that, but you know what I'm talking about. Also uh, pose dangers because of the ingredients used within them. Okay, that's detoxing. Now, in regards to fasting, as I stated several times, it's biblical and it's also needed to be able to fight spirits because the temple cannot be defiled in any way. Couple with strong faith, are the ingredients to fight off wicked spirits. I bet you didn't know that. Other ingredients to fight off wicked spirits in addition to fasting and detoxing include, but are not limited to meditation, focus, aligning yourself in the will of the most high by being in his laws, precepts, statutes, and commands, and not wavering from them. Remember, when you wave, waver from the most high's laws that means not listen to them and be insubordinate the most high moves aside you know this because i was in deuteronomy um 31 uh, sorry 33 and 34 when the most high said he gonna move aside when he told moshe who they call moses when he told moses all the stuff that's gonna happen to the children of israel oh yeah they're gonna send i'm gonna move right to the side and i'm gonna let the devils get to them and that's exactly what's happening now but back to what i was saying First, I'll discuss the carnal benefits of fasting, and then I'll discuss the spiritual aspects of fasting and detoxing, according uh, fasting and detox. Now, I'm getting ready to get on to the, uh, the carnal effects. According to the online source, and I'm going to upload, upload the online uh, source, which is healthline.com, nutrition, fasting benefits. The article states, despite its recent surge in popularity, fasting is a, now notice what they said, a recent surge in fasting. How old is fasting to the children of Israel? Biblical. How old are the scriptures? 6,000 years old. Uh -huh. 6,000 years old. Is that just new? Is that something that just came about? No. So like I said, the Eurocentric way, they call things uh, superfoods and all this. They just discovering things when it's 6,000 years old. Back to what I was saying. And I'm gonna read it again. Despite the recent surge in popularity, fasting is a practice that dates back centuries uh -huh, and plays a central role in many cultures and religions, they say. Okay. Defined as the abstinence from all or some foods or drinks for a set period of time, there are many different ways of fasting. In general, most types of fasts are performed over 24 to 72 hours, and that's called intermittent fasting. 
So intermittent fasting, on the other hand, involves um, cycling between periods of eating and fasting, ranging from a few hours to a few days at a time. So that, that is one piece of intermittent fasting. Three days, two days, a couple of hours between breakfast and dinner, like that, that's intermittent fasting, taking certain blocks of time and doing that. Because you're actually giving your body time to detox, not only detox, but to renew itself. That's the point of fasting. When the Most High told the children of Israel to fast, he didn't say it just because, oh, I don't want you to have no food. He said it because you only get one body while you're on this earth. I need the temple for me and you. So the temple can't be defiled. When you are eating food to live and convert it to energy, you got to give your body time to convert it into energy. Then you got to give your body time to expel whatever it is. You have to get enough sleep so that your body can renew and rejuvenate. These things are overlooked in today's society. These things were very important in a time biblical time when the most high was directing the children of Israel. Now, when the children of Israel are in the land of their captivity, they follow behind everybody else and they sicker than everybody else. All the rest of these people, they've been doing this. They can handle, their body could either handle it or whatever, but the children of Israel, this is not your lead babies. You got to go to your old reliable. You got to rely on your father. That's where you need to go back. Turn from your wicked ways, Israel. Okay. Like I said, intermittent fasting, on the other hand, involves cycling between periods of eating and fasting, ranging from a few hours to a few days at a time. Fasting has been shown to have many health benefits, from increased weight loss to better brain function. I'm going to give you a, I, I'm going to say a little story. I know somebody who's near and dear to my heart. And she wasn't pushing damn near 400 pounds. Okay. She was always led by her stomach. Now, she never really knew for a long time when she was growing up. But when she got a certain age and she started self-reflecting, she understand, she understood that certain triggers led her to go to food because food was comfort for her. Food was something that never changed. A lot of things in her life changed that she couldn't control, but she could always control the caloric intake, meaning she was led by the stomach and the food always made her feel better. Uh-huh. Okay. It made her more relaxed. It's kind of like somebody who smokes. When you get stressed out, you go to the smoking. It's, smoking will kill you dead, but it relaxes you. And so does food. This is why the most high say fast and, fast and detox. But anyway, she had a lot, a lot of adversities in her life. And the last one pushed her over the edge. Now she will always say, oh, I'm going to control what I do. But she never did. And I'm telling you, the most high is dealing with her today. And it gets to the point that the most high was uh, playing with her organs. She didn't die, but it was. I'm not going to say it was even close, but there was things going on with the organs that would not permit the nonsense that she was doing to defile her body any longer. And she shed weight tremendously. She went for damn, she went from damn near 400 pounds to hundred and probably 30 or 40 pounds. Yes, that was the most high because she didn't have no cancers, no cancer of any organs or anything, but her body would not allow her 
to put another thing into it that did not agree with a healthy balanced diet. Now she's under a doctor's care right now. And the doctor is baffled. When I say baffled, he's baffled. Because what he's looking at is something that he usually sees as being cancer of one of the organs, either the pancreas or one of the organs, because that's usually what happens. You drop that weight like that or um, liver. You drop it and there was no cancers, but she can't put that stuff in her body even if she wanted to, okay? So the Most High is dealing with her and we are praying and we grateful. Sometimes it gotta be like that. Sometimes the Most High says, I'm gonna do something drastic to you because I'm gonna save your life. And that's exactly what he did. And I'm telling you, if she try to cheat and do whatever, her body turns on her like a rapid dog. And this is sometimes what the most high got to do. When you got work to do and the most high saying, this ain't time for you to go right now. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a put a miracle in it and it might be an adverse miracle, but you still going to be here. That's how he deals with you. Now she's here and she's healthy, but she still is under a doctor's care because she's kind of a medical anomaly right now because they're not sure how it happened and why. And there's no cancers or nothing like that. But trust me, the most high is dealing with her. And sometimes it just got to be like that. Sometimes it does. And I'm saying for you people, things are, you know, life is hard. We live on a uh, roller coaster. Okay. I don't care what it is. Everything could change at any minute. You know, and the whole world is seeing this now, but in our lives, we live on a roller coaster. So you don't really know what's going to happen. Even those people who get everything they want, they say, it's not always 100% getting everything they want. It's life is always taking a turn somewhere. And sometimes we just don't want to do the work to maintain ourselves, but we have to. So the most high will kick us in the pants, honey, and give you a kick so hard that you'd be like, all right, I don't want to go back there. Yes. So back to um, what I was saying, there are eight health benefits of fasting, and we only going to name um, eight in this article that I um, referenced. Backed by science, for those people who don't believe in nothing but science, that's a social construct from the devil, good luck to you, but it's backed by science, and I already defined what science is, a social construct. Anyway, um, I will not go into each benefit, but I will discuss each topic and I will also submit um, the website on the description section of the um, podcast in um, Spotify. So I'll be uploading two of those um, articles if you want to um, go to the articles. So um, like I say, it's healthline.com is nutritional fasting benefits. And the first thing it does um, it's really not in any particular order, but they listed it. Um, the first thing is it promotes blood sugar and control your blood sugar by reducing insulin resistance. And um, there's a such thing as type one and type two uh, diabetes, okay? Um, type one, I believe is insulin deficient and type two is insulin resistance. Now I could be wrong, I can't remember which is which, but I know one is resistant and one is deficient. Um, number two, it promotes better health by fighting inflammation. I already told you a balanced body doesn't get sick. 
a base body doesn't get sick. You know what gets sick? Uh, a body full of acid. And every food that you eat, it has a compound of acidic, um, it has an acidic number. It could be number two, it could be number three, it could be number four. If it's two, or I believe it's five, five and below or four and below, then it's more base than it is acid. This is what you gotta understand about the things that you eat. The more acid it is, and it goes up from five up to seven, I wanna say seven, but it could be eight, or it might be 10. The more um, higher it goes up, the more acid it does. And acid can break down your body, your skin, your organs, everything. Mm -hmm. Having an acid body and you always get sick. Uh -huh. And your body can't fight off no sickness because it's too acidic. Okay, um, number three, it may enhance the heart health by improving blood pressure, triglycerides and cholesterol levels. So what did I just say? I said having a balanced body by fasting and detoxing helps with blood pressure, which is too much um, sodium in the body. The triglycerides, too much fat in the blood, and um, the cholesterol levels, LDL. Mm -hmm. Number four, may boost brain function and prevent neurodegenerative disorders. Uh-huh. Now, what do people usually uh, talk about today? Alzheimer's, right? A lot of elderly people get Alzheimer's. Now, they're saying that they don't understand what causes it. Sometimes it runs in families. It's genetic, this, that, the other. But like I said, a lot of times, and not to disrespect the medical community, but the medical community don't know everything. Now, there has been some scientific um, studies that was done in the brain, because you really, honestly, you can't diagnose Alzheimer's disease until the person is dead, because you have to go into their brain and look at the plaques and the tangles inside the brain to see if there was degenerative uh, disease in the brain. You just can't go, oh, yeah, they have Alzheimer's just because you see certain things. It just could be the natural progression of aging, because forgetting things and not remembering and losing memory can be a... Um, progressive um, symptom of aging. So honestly, doctors are not supposed to, and this is, they're not supposed to diagnose somebody with Alzheimer's disease because they have not checked their brain. And you can't check the person's brain until they did. So people will just go on and they'll claim this. Remember, we're spirits. Everything you say out your mouth can promote a spirit to do something. Now, I already did the mouth. Check my platform library, honey. And I already told you the words that come out your mouth is powerful because the most high is most high of uh, Yeshua is the word. So words can be used for good or for bad. I already did that lesson. I ain't even gonna do it again. Your words and the things that come out your mouth because spirits roam around and catch everything you say, they gonna rock with it. So like I said, don't claim nothing. And, and like I said, again, uh, a doctor can only tell you have Alzheimer's when you did and they open up your brain tissue. Okay. But on that note, many scientists, I'm not going to say many scientists, there was a scientific um, study that was done. And the conclusion of that study was that 
the reason and not the whole reason, but um, there are um, parallels between sugar and the food that you eat and Alzheimer's disease. So what they was calling it was brain diabetes. That's what they was calling it. So like I said, number four, uh, by um, detoxing and fasting and watching what you eat, because sugar's the devil, I already said it in the last lesson. It may boost the brain function and prevent neurodegenerative disorders. Yeah. Number five, AIDS weight loss by limiting caloric intake and boosting the metabolism. It does. Now your metabolism goes down when you eat food. I already told you, everything slows down so that your body can convert food into energy. That's like a magic trick, but your body's gonna slow down. For that, you know, in our community, we call it the itis. It's because, and certain foods cause it more because they, your body has to, a lot of times your body could do things, but it can't do everything. So sometimes you just gotta rest after a meal, especially if you overeat and you rest after a meal and your body's doing other things. You want your body to do 500 things and fight wars that, um, war, when I mean wars, I mean the franken foods you put in it, it's fighting a war against it because they don't know what to do with it. So it's fighting it, it's sparring, it's fighting it. You may have exploding, exploding diarrhea, you may have constipation, you may have all kinds of stuff because you eat stuff that you should not eat. Um, uh, um, people shouldn't have um, constipation and people shouldn't have exploding poop. So if you think exploding poop and constipation is normal, I got another thing to tell you. It's not. Okay? You go into the bathroom and it's exploding everywhere. That's not normal. And it's not natural. It might be natural and normal to you because you never went to the doctor and you never asked about it and probably you're embarrassed about it, but so many people have that from this diet, Eurocentric diet. And if the children of Israel, I'm talking to you, you shouldn't have exploding poop because the things that you eat in is not, does not agree with you. And I'm gonna tell you too, your portion size matters. I want you to look at your hand. Look at your hand. You know, do yourself a favor and just look at your hand. Now boil your hand up to a fist. That's how big your stomach is. Your heart is that big too, but look at, this is how small the stomach is. When you boil your hand up into a fist. Now, why are you shoving all of this food down in that little bit of stomach? It expands, but good grief. It's like a balloon. It can only go so big and then it's gonna pop. Number six. Fasting and detoxing increases growth hormone serotonin, which is vital for growth, metabolism, weight loss, and muscle strength. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me read it. Secretion. Increases growth hormone secretion, not serotonin. Sorry. Secretion, weight loss and it um, boosts metabolism. Now, um, serotonin is something that you need for sleep. When your body doesn't have, uh, when you, you're not able to sleep, your serotonin is lacking. 
and that's a whole different um, that's a whole different ballgame because um, serotonin um, has something to do with uh, a, a deficiency. Mm-hmm. It's a deficiency in your body. It is. Um, it's also related to melanin. Mm-hmm. And I'll talk a little bit more about that when I do the second part of mammon versus melanin. I'll talk about that, but not right now. Number seven, could delay aging and extend longevity. What? Fasting and detoxing could delay aging and extend longevity? Yes. The 6,000-year-old manuscript, that is the Old Testament, tells the children of Israel you eat certain foods and you're going to be beautiful and you're going to be long lasting. That's what the most high said. You're going to be comely and you're going to be beautiful. Uh-huh. So what does that mean? It delays the aging and extends the longevity. Number eight, may aid in cancer prevention and increase effectiveness in chemotherapy. What? That's what detoxing does. May aid in cancer prevention, and they put may, but more than likely it does, and increase effectiveness in chemotherapy. Now, how does that work? Cancer prevention. Don't put nothing in your mouth that got 500 letters in the word, okay? Fruits and vegetables, orange, one ingredient. Banana, one ingredient. (laughs) Kale, one ingredient. Now, what I would say is, look to see if it's organic and organic is a little more expensive simply because they're not using a pesticide on it or grow your own now there are certain things that you can do in regards to organic um i mean non-organic depending on the pesticide what you can do is sit the uh, fruit or vegetable in a little bit of vinegar water for a little while before you eat it and scrub it with vegetable wa- uh, vegetable and fruit wash. What is, a lot of times when you get vegetable and fruit wash, and I get mine from Trader Joe's, um, it's lemon, um, lemon water, uh, sorry, it's water, lemon, a little bit of vinegar, and a little bit of soap in it. And it might be another thing, but it's all natural. Everything's natural. Lemons are a powerhouse and so is vinegar, okay? You could clean your house with vinegar and um, and baking soda. You don't have to go out and buy Ajax, this, that, none of that. But that, I'm on another topic and I don't want to do that. So if you really want to get down to business and be real organic, that's what you use. All these things that we use in our house is toxic. A lot of stuff is toxic. And nobody's really talking about it because they want you to buy it. What did I tell you about mammon? Mammon is money. The devil is ruling by mammon. The devil's ruling the world by money. People are looking money. They chasing money. They idolatry. Well, they're being idolatrous towards money. You know, they're idolizing money. This is what it means. Now, fasting can really change your life. But it's difficult for those who have never done it. It may be difficult, but it's not impossible, okay? During this time of uncertainty, you should try as much as you can to turn from the Eurocentric way of eating and living um, and try what your forefathers did, children of Israel. 
If you decide to try fasting, be sure to stay well hydrated because water is a uh, imperative thing. Like I said, and I say in my lessons, and you can go to the platform library and find it, you can't live more than three days without water. I don't care where you go. I don't care if you in the, uh, somewhere there where there ain't no sun or whatever, you cannot live three days without water. Now you may be able to live a couple of months without food, but you sure can't live without water. Your body is 70% water. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, um, Fill your diet with nutrient-dense foods during your eating periods to maximize the potential health benefits. In addition, if fasting for longer periods, try to maximize um, intense physical activity and get plenty of, oh, excuse me, try to minimize, sorry, because food is energy, remember. Try, if you're gonna fast for a long time, um, try to minimize the intense physical activity because you don't have energy. You don't have food, you don't have energy. Food is energy, got it. Okay, and get plenty of rest so that your body can rejuvenate itself. The most high provided benefits of fasting for good, for the good of the body and of the mind, as well as great spiritual aspect, as we stated above. Fasting had, was a large part of the children of Israel's lives, as well as the patriarchs and the prophets. Many of them could not consult with the most high or even talk with him if they didn't fast first. And I'm going to read some scriptures to let you know. All throughout scriptures, they was fasting and, and detoxing. There are various scriptures that discuss detoxing and fasting that we will be um, discussing. Now, there's a few things that I want to read. And I already told you, fasting is scriptural and, and detoxing and fasting along with meditation, aligning with the Lord's precepts, statutes and commands of the most high um, and staying in his word can cast out demons. And what do I mean like by that? I'm not gonna go into how to cast out demons. Do I know? Yes, I do. I'm not here to give classes on how to cast out demons. But I'm telling you that fasting is a part of it. That's all I'm saying, okay? I'm not going into doing all this other stuff and all of that. I'm not doing all of that. But I am telling you that a part of fasting, coupled with other things, can cast out demons. There's a little more that you got to do. But like I said, all right. So I'm going to read the Apocalypse of Elijah. And this is what it says. This is in regards to fasting and casting out demons. Now listen, the, the word of the most high came to me saying, this is Elijah talking to the children of Israel. Okay, came to me saying, son of man, say to these people, why do you add sin to your sins and anger the most high Yah who created you? Do not love the world or the things which are in the world. For the boasting of the world and its destruction belongs to the devil. Remember that the most high of glory who created everything had mercy upon you so that he might save us from the captivity of this age. For many times the devil desired not to let the sun rise above the earth 
and not to let the earth yield its fruit since he desires to consume men like a fire which rages in stubble and he desires to swallow them up like water. Now, let me put a pen in that. We understand that to be because we already know that the devil don't like humans and he uses flesh like dung. I say it all the time. Now you hear it from the prophet. That's number one. And number two, in the book of Bartholomew, that's what the devil told Bartholomew. I don't like none of y'all. And if I had the power to kill this whole world, I would. That's what he said. Not in so many words, but that's what he said. And that's what it says here in the apocalypse of Elijah. Now, what did I tell you of how many things, how many times things are said? How important? If things are said 99 times in the scriptures, that's how powerful and important it is to you. Now, therefore, on the account of this, the most high of glory had mercy upon us. And he sent his son to the world so that he might save us from the captivity. He did not inform an angel or an archangel or any principality when he was about to come to us, but he changed himself to be like a man when he was about to come to us so that he might save us from the flesh. Uh-huh, that's rule from the devil. Therefore, become sons to him since he is a father to you. Remember that he has prepared thrones and crowns for you in heaven, saying everyone who will obey me will receive thrones and crowns among those who are mine. The Most High said, I will write my name upon their forehead and I will seal their right hand, actions and thoughts, and they will not hunger or thirst. Neither will the son of lawlessness lawlessness prevail against them that's the devil nor will the thrones hinder them that's the other wickedness but they will walk with the angels up to my city now as for the sinners they will be shamed and they will not pass by the thrones but the thrones of death will seize them and rule over them because the angels will not agree with them they have alienated themselves from his dwelling. Hear, O wise men of the land, concerning the deceivers who will multiply in the last days so that they will set down for themselves doctrines of devils which do not belong to the Most High, setting aside the law of the Most High. Those who have made their belly their God the Most High saying, the fast does not exist. This is what the, uh, the most, this is what the heathens are saying. The fast doesn't exist. Nor does the Most High create, uh, who created it. The Most High don't exist. The fast don't exist. Making themselves stranger to the covenant of the Most High and robbing themselves of the glorious promises. Now, these are not ever correctly established in the firm faith. Therefore, do not let these people lead you astray. Remember that from the time when he created the heavens, the Most High created the fast for a benefit to men on the account of the passions and desires which fight against you. 
Okay, the devil said, rule by your stomach, rule by your head, I'm a rule. So that evil will not inflame you, but it is a pure fast, which I have created, saith the most high. The one who fasts continually will not sin, although jealousy and strife are within him. Let the pure one fast, but whenever the one who fasts is not pure, he has angered the Most High and also the angels, and he has grieved his soul, gathering up wrath for himself for the day of wrath. That's the last days. But a pure fast is what I created. With a pure heart and pure hands, it releases sins. It heals diseases. It casts out demons, which is devils. It is effective up to the throne of the most high for an ointment and for a release of sin by means of a pure prayer. Mm -hmm. What did I tell you? Fasting, detoxing, and prayer cast out demons. Being in the will of the most high, Yah, his laws, statutes, precepts, and commands, that's what does it. You just heard it, people. Who among you, if he is honored in his craft, will go forth in a field without a tool in his hand? Or who will go forth to the battle to fight without a breastplate on? If he is found, will he not be killed because he's despised the service of the king? I'm going to tell you what that means. It means if you ain't fasting and you ain't detoxing and you ain't in the will of the most high, how are you going up against demons and devils? That's what it means. You ain't got a breastplate on. You ain't got your sword. You ain't got nothing, man. And you thinking you going to, to devils and you don't want to tempt the devils by going, oh, I cast out devils in the name of the most high. You ain't doing nothing. You better listen to the scriptures in the New Testament when um, some of those apostles was trying to cast out devils and they didn't have the faith. Those devils jumped all over them. Uh-huh. You're not going to play with these, um, these devils. They know about the fast and all of that. They know all about it. They was there first. They was up in heavens first. Remember, they got cast down for playing games with the most high. You're not going to play with the most high. Okay. <clears throat> Likewise, no one is able to enter the holy place if he is double-minded, I'm going to tell you what it means in a minute. The one who is double-minded in his prayer is darkness to himself. And even the angels do not trust him. Therefore, be single-minded in the most high at all times so that you might know every moment. Now, this right here is important because being double-minded, I'm going to do a lesson on that. You cannot have one foot with the most high and one foot with the devils, that's double-minded. Meaning, if you're going to be fasting and casting out uh, devils, and, and what does it mean to cast out devils? How do, how do devils get to you? They possess you. What do they do? They go into your temple. That's what they do. But if it's pure and it's pristine and it's ready for the Ruach, no devils can get in it. That's how it casts out devils. It ain't running around talking about, oh, I cast you out and all that. It ain't doing nothing now. The devils cannot um, uh, possess you. That's what it means in plain English. That's what it means. If the most high is there, no devil could get to you. How is the most high staying there? By you 
not eating the things and defiling yourself, keeping yourself pure in body, soul, and mind. That's how the most high uh, rocks with you. No other way. So if you if you got all kinds of stuff going on with you and your body is um, sick and it's acidic and all that, the most high is not um, in there. The most high is not there. Okay, the body's not balanced. You not balanced. Nothing's going well. You think the most high is? Um, I don't care how much faith you got. The most high is not dwelling in you. I just read it from a major prophet. This is a major prophet, hunty Elijah. Okay, and who was Elijah? Elijah is supposed to be coming back to fight the devil, him and Enoch. And we ain't gonna get into that. But that's in the Bible and it's in the book of Enoch and it's in the book of the apocalypse of Elijah. So um, yeah. Okay, now I'm going to read and now I'm talking about spiritual detox. We already talked about carnal detox and the eight things that eight benefits it does. Now we're gonna talk about spiritual detox or spiritual cleansing, okay? And this is what it says. And this is First uh, John 1 and 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now you hear that? To cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Psalms 51 and 10. Create in me, and this is, um, I want to say uh, Solomon, because there's a few people that wrote the Psalms, but off the top of my head, I want to say Solomon. Create in me, a clean heart, oh yeah, and renew a right spirit within me. So you see how um, our forefathers, children of Israel, are asking for cleansing. You have to. This whole world's wicked. It's been wicked from the beginning. Since Adam gave his power away, it's been wicked. So you ask it for, for cleansing. Okay? Okay. Um, 1 Corinthians 3 and 16, and I already read this before, but I'm going to say it again. Do you know that you are, okay, uh, uh, I'm going to read it and then I'll tell you which scriptures I got. Uh, do you know that you are the most highest temple and, um, let me read it again. Do you not know that you are the most highest temple and that Yah's spirit dwells in you? Only if you're balanced. It does only if you're balanced, okay? Titus 3 and 5. He saved us, not because of the works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Ruach HaKadosh. Is that not a detox? Detox out of this wickedness that is the world and let the most high fill you, okay? Ephesians 5 and 26. That he might sanctify you. This is um, uh, Paul, Shaul, talking to the um, Ephesians. And he's saying, you know, get with the most high so that he may sanctify um, her, having cleansed her by washing of water and the word. Okay. Now, remember when I said there's no such thing as seven deadly sins? Well, that's religious. This is what it really says. And this is in the Old Testament. Don't got nothing to do with seven deadly sins. 
which is uh, from the Catholic people. It's not biblical, it's not scriptural. The Most High didn't write it. It wasn't inspired by the Most High, none of that. This is what it says in Proverbs 6. It says 16 to 19, but I wanna say um, probably 18. Oh no, it's 16 through 19, I'm sorry. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. And it says, there are six things that the Most High hates, seven that are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lion tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among brothers. That is what the Most High hates. Those are sins, okay? I don't know about deadly sins because transgression of the law leads to sin that leads to death. So what are you saying to me when you're saying deadly sins? All sin is deadly. <laughs> Where is it that it say the seven deadly sins, sloth and whatever else? There's no such thing as not scriptural. If somebody, anybody, anybody can show me that in the scriptures and it's a real scripture from the most high, authentic manuscript that's thousands of years old, please bring it forth, send it forth. There's no such thing, no such thing. Another uh, deception from the devil, another deception. It is not scriptural. Now I am going to verses about fasting the body, fasting. Now, Matthew 6, 16 through 18. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. For they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. You ain't supposed to be letting everybody know that you glorify the most high. You're supposed to do that in secret and the most high glorifies you out in the open. That's scriptural. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your father, the most high, who is in secret. And your father who sees it in secret will reward you. Uh-huh. Acts 14, 23. And when they had appointed elders for them in every assembly, with prayer and fasting, they committed them to the Most High in whom they had believed. Nehemiah 1 and 4. As soon as I heard these words, I sat down and wept and mourned for days. And I continued fasting and praying before the most high of heaven. You see how these people are fasting and praying? This is a part of everyday life in biblical days. So how did the children of Israel sway from that being a part of their life to now rocking with whoever? Anybody's eating plan because they did not listen. They was insubordinate. The Most High said he was gonna uh, get them out of their land and he's gonna uh, spread them all over the world. 
to the heathens. And that's exactly what he did. And that's why everybody's following everybody else's plan except for the Most High's plan. And this is why the children of Israel are sicker than everybody. And they are. The, let me tell you some, and I'm just going to use black, the social construct black that the heathens slash Gentiles slash Eurocentric way is. Everything is black and white, but the reason why they use black and white is to separate. What does the devil do? Separate and divide. Okay? You put it together. You you connect the dots. So when they're using black people, they group every person together which is not true. First of all, black is a social construct. Number two, um, every melanated person does not belong to the same nation. Melanated people are more diverse than any non-melanated. All the non-melanated people come from, if you zero them down in their uh, DNA, they come from two people. And this is from your own scientists, Eurocentric people. This is from your own scientists. I did not pick this out of my head. I got this by listening to your own scientists, by a documentary and um, scientific papers from your own scientists. Uh-huh. So according to the DNA, your cellular level is narrowed down to only two people. Whereas they went to non-melanated, excuse me, they went to melanated people all over the world and tested them too, and they more diverse than everybody. So what I'm telling you, the world was melanated first. Later on, they became non-melanated with other things. And we're going to do the lesson on that. Just hold on. We're going to do the lesson on that. I didn't finish that lesson yet. But um, they, they populated with other things because there was other things that was on this earth. This is why you can't say uh, your race, my race, because those other races was wiped out. But traces, DNA level, of those races is in Eurocentric people. They're not in uh, melanated people. They're in Eurocentric people. This is science from your own people, not, I ain't making it up. So um, they saying black people is um, all connected and this and that. And this is how the devil fools you because grouping everybody together and one size fit in all and all of this stuff, it's not true. The children of Israel is melanated and they are set apart people like the Most High said. This is biblical, this is scriptural. I done read it 5,000 times, go to the platform library. They're not all the same. All melanated people are not the same. The Most High said, the children of Israel are my set apart special people. It is a DNA bloodline. And I'm going to upload some information so that you'll find out yourself. And it's a Eurocentric person teaching the class. Let them tell you. Because nine times out of ten, the children of Israel don't listen to one another. And I am a child of Israel. And nine times out of ten, people don't listen to me. So I always come with receipts, baby. I don't come just talking out of my behind. I'm coming with stacks of receipts. And I wish you could see me because all you'll see is boxes and boxes of receipts along with Bibles. I'm coming with the receipts, baby, okay? All right? Understand it. I am coming with the receipts. So like I said, um, everybody's not the same. So let me get back into it, okay? Children of Israel, you need to get your life together. Stick to what you know. Stop rocking with everybody else. You're being fooled with everybody else, and it's going to cause your destruction. Now. 
Acts 13 and 2. While they were worshiping the Most High and fasting, the Ruach HaKadosh said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. This is New Testament when, the, when um, Yahusha was glorified and went up and he said, when I come, when I go up, I got to leave you, but when I go up, I'm going to send the comforter who is the Ruach HaKadosh. The Ruach HaKadosh could be everywhere at the same time, whereas Yahshua, Yahshua couldn't be everywhere at the same time. So when he was glorified by the Most High, he sent the Ruach down and the Ruach could be everywhere. And that's exactly what happened. So you had to fast and do all of that because your temple got to be right for the Most High. I already said what I said. Mark um, 9 and 29. And he said to them, this, this, listen to this and then I'm going to explain it. And by the way, it's the ESV Bible, which is the new version. It's not the King James. It's regular English. That's why I used it. Now, Mark 9 and 29, and I'm going to set the stage for you. The Most High was teaching the apostles to cast out devils and do all of that. So remember, I already said in the Apocalypse of Elijah, you have to fast, you have to detox, you have to be in the word of the Most High, you have to um, um, keep within his law, statutes, precepts, and commands, and you could cast out devils. So that's what they was doing. But the faith, remember, faith without works is dead. You could do all the works, like I said, fasting, uh, detoxing, um, being in his will and all that. But if you don't have the faith, you can't cast it out. You got it? Everything got to be together. And they didn't have the faith. Some of the, um, some of the apostles didn't have the faith, so they couldn't cast out the devil. They did everything else. They just didn't have the faith. Remember, faith moves mountains. Remember that. Don't ever forget that. Okay? You got to detox and all that other stuff to be able to cast out devils and to keep them out of your own temple, which is your own body, because there is a such thing as possession. So if you keep your body right and do all you need to do and have the faith, they will be out. They will not be in there because the Ruach is in there. But as far as going and cast them out, the Most High put a blessing on them so that they could cast them out. But it could not be done without faith. So on top of the detox and the fast and all that stuff, you got to have faith. So now I'm getting ready to read the scripture. It's a short one excuse me, Mark 9 and 29. And he said to them, this cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. You can't just do the prayer without the detoxing. That's why they couldn't um, cast out these devils. Now, let me give you a little bit of information about the devils. I'm not talking about the devil, the captain of the devils. I'm talking about all the rest of the devils and the wicked spirits that's in the skies, in the air, on the earth and under the earth. And they already did the lessons. Go to the platform library, grab them, look at, search each title, you'll get it. There are multitudes. When I say multitudes, there's multitudes. Now, notice I didn't say one multitude. Well, I did say one multitude, but in the scriptures, it says multitudes, multitudes, multitudes. It says more than once. So that's how many multitudes it is. It just ain't saying it for nothing. That's how many Devils and spirits is all over. Now, there's different ranks of wicked spirits. There's some wicked spirits that you could just say words and they'll get out. There's some wicked spirits that you could detox and be in the will of the most high 
and get out. But there's some high-ranking spirits that will not leave until you do some real serious stuff and some real meditation and prayer for the most high to get him out himself. Because there's there's some real, really wicked ones that you can't, you can't, you can't battle them. The most high gotta do it. And I'm a I'm gonna give you an idea of how that works. Go to the platform library and go into the book of the testament of Solomon. And I uploaded it. Listen to the book. And they tell you how um how the rank goes how the ranking uh, wicked spirits go mm -hmm. they tell you about the ranks yeah low level spirits certain people could get out them high level ones uh-uh you ain't getting them out you need the most high you mean you need yashua to cast them out mm -hmm. and how do you get yashua to do it you still gotta fast you still gotta detox you still gotta do all these things with prayer you have to just like yashua said this cannot be driven out with anything but prayer. Why? Because the Most High will hear you and heal you. There it is. Now, <clears throat> Matthew 17, 22, 20 to 22. He said to them, because of your little faith. For truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. As they were gathering in Galilee, Yahshua said to them, the son of man is about to be delivered to the hands of men. Now, what did he say about faith? I already told you, you can't cast out stuff. You can't do none of that without faith. Detoxing, fasting, being in the um, line in the will of the most high, doing all you need to do, meditation, and that's, that's what casts out demons. I didn't already gave you the formula. I didn't already gave you the formula, okay? And there was a lesson I did a long time ago that, that I said, I'm gonna tell you how to cast out demons. I just gave you the formula. Am I sitting here with you and telling you each little thing to do? No, I'm not, because it's not for you to do. What I want you to do is follow these um, dietary laws and fast and detox. That's what I want you to do. Be on your way, okay? I'm gonna read two more and then I'm gonna finish. Wrap this up. Ezra 8, 21 through 23. Then I proclaim a fast there at the river Ahava that we might humble ourselves before the most high to seek him for a safe journey for ourselves, our children and all of our goods. For I was ashamed to ask the king for a band of soldiers and horsemen to protect us against the enemy on our way. Since we had told the king the hand of our Yah is for good of all who seek him and the power of his wrath is against all who forsake him. So we fasted and implored, implore means praying and begging, our most high Yah for this. And he 
listen to our entreaties. So who is this? This is Ezra, a major prophet. Now, I'm gonna give you a little tidbit. Ezra one is in the, uh, the Bible. All the rest of the Ezra's, it might be two, but I doubt it. All the rest of the Ezra's is not in the Bible. Why? Because the devil fools the world. Why do I keep saying the devil fools the world? Because the devil does fool the world. If the devil would have put that scripture in there, you would know beyond a shadow of a doubt who the children of Israel are. That's why. They only put one Ezra in there. But you notice Ezra said, before he went to the Most High, he had to fast. And then he started speaking to the Most High. He had to fast again. Everybody in the camp fast. He said it twice. Because he can't ask the king for nothing. Because he told the king, I'm not listening to you. I'm going to the Most High. So he had to fast to talk to the Most High. Then he asked the Most High for some. They still had to fast. The whole um, group that was with him. And then they got the safe passage wherever the Most High listened to him. By fasting and prayer. Uh-huh. I got one more. Exodus 34 and 28. So he was there with the Most High 40 days and 40 nights. And you already know who it is, Moshe. He neither ate bread or drank water. And he wrote the tablets on the words of the, excuse me. And he wrote on the tablets, the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. Now, what's wrong with that? I just want you to understand that, um, that Moses uh, fasted 40 days and 40 nights on the mountain before the Most High spoke with him and cut out the tablets. Now, what's wrong with that? this new version of the Bible? It doesn't tell you that the Most High cut into sapphire tablets. Does that make a difference? Hell yeah, it does. All it says that he wrote in stone. So that means that yeah, he was just writing in any rock. Uh-uh. The most high cut into sapphire stone. Sapphire is a precious uh, stone. It's very expensive. Very, very, very expensive. The most high is so bomb that he wrote into sapphire stone and not no damn regular rock. That's what I want you to know. How does the devil fool the world in every way? Just by saying that, you think, oh, it ain't nothing. But listen to what, what really happened and how significant it is against the nonsense that is put in these scriptures. Does the devil not fool the world? Yes. I got one more. I said I was, that was the last one. But I, I, I got just one one, just one last one. And then I'm going to wrap it up. Two. Two. No, only one, because I already read that second one. Okay. One, and this is Luke 4 and 2. And I need you to understand this. I'm going to set the stage. Remember when Yahshua walked the earth, he had to fast and pray and do all of that. If Yahshua had to fast and pray for the Most High, why won't you or why wouldn't you? So this is Luke 4 and 2. For 40 days being tempted by the devil. This is Yahshua. And he ate nothing during those days. And when those days were ended, he was hungry. Now, why is that significant? Simply because 
Yahshua fasted like everybody's supposed to. Everybody, the children of Israel, meaning everybody. He went into the desert. He was. He needed a place to to meditate. I already told you a part of all of this cast out devils. He needed a place to meditate. So that's what he did. He meditated for four uh, for forty days and for forty nights. Notice the number four and forty. Ten fours. Anyway, he fasted and meditated. Okay, like we're supposed to do, children of Israel. And the devil kept tempting him. Oh, he was tempting him. He was tempting him. He was tempting him. Then later on, after he finished his fast, the devil tempted him three times. And then after that, they was fighting with the word. The devil said, well, if I feed you, um, if I give you this bread, I want you to worship me. Then he took him on the mountain. Oh, I will give you this if you worship me. And then he did something else. Oh, I'll give you this if you worship me. Number one, the devil's the prince of this air. But the Most High Yah is the prince of all the spirits. Excuse me, is the Yah of all the spirits. So how is one of his spirits telling him, I'm going to give you this? That's just like your kids telling you, I'm going to give you this house when you already bequeathed it to them. So I don't know how backwards that, you know, seems to you, but that's real ass backwards to me. So the devil is trying to tempt Yahshua when Yahshua is the most high in the flesh. So you trying to fight with the most high with the scriptures and the most high who is Yahshua in the flesh down on earth start fighting him back with the scriptures and sent the devil pack. Okay? So with that, I say, how important is the dietary laws and fasting and detoxing? Hella important. What the children of Israel need to do is stop following these Eurocentric ways of eating. You are in the land of your captivity, children of Israel. It would behoove you to learn who you are, know who you are, turn from your wicked ways, turn from the ways that you eat in and live in, and go towards the Most High. Because you already know the Most High said the friend of the world is not the friend of him. He said he was getting rid of the world. The heavens and earth, he is. It's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. So if he's, why would he be getting rid of that? Because the devil is the prince of this air. Get Come out of her, my people. That means your thoughts and your actions must not be congruent with the world. Meaning in plain language, do not rock with the world in the way that they think and the way that they act. So Eurocentric eating, Eurocentric living, all of that is not, what you should be doing, children of Israel, okay? All right, so with that, I would say, and I wanna give this disclaimer too, I don't know why I keep saying it, but nobody's being racist, nobody's being anything. This is all simply through the scriptures, okay? Just because I'm saying it, I'm not saying against you. I mean, people say horrible, horrific things all the time. They do, and they'll just turn around and go, sorry, I'm not sorry for what I'm reading. This is what I'm reading. I'm not being mean. I'm not being wicked towards anybody. I'm just giving information that should be followed to the children of Israel, okay? The Most High said that he's going to have two flocks. One is the Gentiles and one is the children of Israel, which is the original flocks. Everybody else ain't going and it is what it is. And that's that.
So with that, I will say, I hope that this lesson edifies you. And I'm glad um, that you're here for the new, new people, for the people who have been here. Thank you for rocking with me. And until next time. It's good to hear the word of truth from the Most High, but you know what's better? Hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content. You can also save a life by sharing this valuable content. Go ahead, save a life today. Thanks.